Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in episode 220 of the Get Around Podcast. Oh man, I didn't do it this time, James. I forgot to look up what the uh, 220 area code is. Let's do that real quick. Oh yeah. Can, what is I can the? That. Okay, I'll let you Google that. Uh, welcome in episode 220 of the Get Around Podcast. I'm your host Brendan Queeley. Joining me in studio is James Cook, senior veteran sports reporter. Do you do you prefer senior reporter or veteran reporter, or do you li- not like that either of them talk about your age? You just say old, <laughs> old guy. That's the thing, though. You're not old. Like, Permanent fixture. You're you're far less you're far less gray than I am, and I think you've got I don't know six seven years on me in terms of age. At least how old are you? Uh, Thirty seven. Okay, no, I've got twelve years on you. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I thought you were only like 43 years old. You're 49? I'm 49. I'll be 50 next month. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. You look great. I mean, uh, Aside yeah. I've got a, a few extra pounds now. Well, but whatever. Everybody's got a few extra pounds. That's that's life uh, in the world right now. Everybody's eating their feelings because everything is complete garbage. But that's just <laughs> that's what it I mean. Maybe I'm just eating my feelings because I feel like everything's complete garbage. But whatever. It doesn't really matter. Uh, I can't believe you're 49 years old. Holy cow! You seriously? I thought you were, I thought you were early forties. I can't remember who it was that I was talking to a coach that asked me how old I was or something like that. And I said, "No, well, maybe like, no, I thought you were like thirty-five or thirty-eight or something." And I was like, "No." Well, you've got youthful exuberance <laughs> to you, James. So uh, we well, have that works out because when I was in high school and college, I looked like a kid. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, when I was in college, you know, somebody asked me like. I, I said I was graduating, and I meant college, and they were like, oh, what high school? <laughs> <laughs> what junior high? What junior yeah. high? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm getting my master's degree, actually. <laughs> uh, welcome in episode 220 of the Get Around Podcast. I've said it three or four times already, but here we are uh, back after taking a couple of weeks off. We took one week off because of, I th- oh, we had too much going on. There was I think there was stuff going on that Monday, two Mondays ago. Uh, and then last week, you and I both had to uh, power out all those stories for the uh, Pittsbitters tab. So we took last mm-hmm. week off as well to not put too much pressure on the two of us. And I was still wrapping up Pittsbitters stories, uh, I think, Tuesday evening and trying to get that over to uh, to, to, to Brian Steele. I had to rush through my last one Tuesday morning Did you? Uh, before going to the Elk Rapids game. And I had the uh, the blocks meltdown again. Oh, no. You when should. I was on the last bio, I you was literally on Trey Truitt. You didn't learn your lesson? No. I gotta I save, I man. Have, Always gotta I, have, I have since then. But, uh, so, yeah, so this is episode 220. I got the area code. Okay. Uh, area code 220 is in Muskingum County, Ohio. It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> the towns of Zanesville, Newark, Croton, Fraseburg, Fraseburg, and Baltimore. Sure is absolutely. That's yep. that is that is it. Yep. So uh, right. it's also a part of. Uh, it's also at the junction of the forks of the Licking River. <laughs> okay, I'd love to know who named that. You know, yeah, it was some discoverer yeah, who was like, only, "This is going to be hilarious. Let's name it the Licking River." And the only reason I'd, I've actually heard of that because there's actually a Licking River Brewing Company. Oh, okay. And when I saw the name, I was like, mm-hmm. "That's great." And then I Let's, was like, uh, then I realized it was actually named for a place. Without actually l- looking it up. So next week is obviously going to be episode 221. Things go in sequential order. We can safely assume that's what the next episode will be, 221, if this is 220. 
what's your guess for what state 221 is in? Uh, this is a game we can play now, too. What was last week? Or the, uh, 219. 219. What, what, what state was that? Oh, dude, I don't know. I mean, I don't remember what I had for like breakfast. Colorado. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Well, three, really, because we skipped two weeks. Yeah. So three weeks ago. I'm sorry. It shows you how much my short-term memory is going in my old age. Yeah, it's brutal. I, I don't remember a lot. But uh, I'm going to guess I'll, I'm gonna guess California Okay. for next week, and then we'll, we'll, we'll look it up next week and find out. But as long as we can be do the honor system, we can play this game every week. Okay. If you like. We can just guess. Uh, so 221, I guess Indiana. Okay. It's just right. a total guess. So those are, you know, I'm write this I got down. A, I got a 1 in 49 chance. They're <laughs> 48 because... 49, because I know 220 is not in Michigan. All right, so we'll uh, we'll do this. So I'll, I'll write it down right now. Episode 221, guesses. Uh, I went with Cali, and you went with Indiana, you said? Yeah. All right. Wow. There are, so there are 269 three-digit area codes in the United States. Okay, so... According to this uh, Google search site. Oh, so we only get to go up to 269, and then we gotta we got to find something else we gotta to do. we got to find some other shtick. No, because, I mean, maybe there aren't area codes for all the numbers because I'm a 708 number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not that sequential. Yeah, because, I mean, like, the, you know, Gaylord area is 989. Right. Okay. All right, this is fun. I'm glad that... UPUP is 906. I'm glad that we've uh, added this to the list of uh, goofy stuff that we do on this dumb show. So we do have a wonderful show coming up for you here on episode 220 of the Get Around Podcast, which is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Uh, Jimmy John's is a fast food restaurant here in Traverse City where they serve up subs, both freaky fast and freaky delicious. Or what is it? Freaky, freaky fresh. Freaky fresh and freaky fast. Oh, boy. Wow. Been and then freak, I, yeah. And then freak, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, Jimmy John's. Two locations, Trevor City, Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's. Freaky, yeah. There it is. All right. Uh, we've, we're doing a double interview this One week. One of these days I'm going to mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to not hear you say it. And, and I'm just going to let it go. It I'm just going to let it go. Be like, we'll get phone calls and emails the next day. And be like, Brendan, you've been fired. Okay. That sounds good. Um we got uh, dual interviews uh, this week uh, with our two surviving softball teams after I got a text message from James on Saturday as I was uh, driving back from uh, Chicago to Traverse City. You said it was a bloodbath on Saturday, and we only have Onekama and Kalkaska softball left and then Elk Rapids soccer, and we're hoping to have some Elk Rapids soccer players on next week. But this week we have Kalkaska's Mia Miller and Lauren Judd. They joined us in studio, and then uh, a little bit later on you will also hear from Onekama's uh, Sophie Wisniski and Kaylin Sam. They joined us uh, via FaceTime, so I'm looking forward to talking to them as well. Both great interviews. Uh, and then, like I said, yeah, next week really hoping to have some uh, Elk Rapids players. And hopefully we can get, uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil it already, but we can just say that the soccer player of the year happens to be on the Elk Rapids soccer team. Maybe, yeah, quite possibly. Possibly. Probably. Probably maybe. Maybe. But I, I want to say thank you, James. Uh, you allowed me to take some uh, time off last week, uh, Thursday, Friday, and then you worked the uh, Saturday uh, allowed me to this was the the drive that I made um, to get to the the Tigers game Friday night uh, which was uh, complete garbage 
<laughs> between a, I mean, it was 10 to nothing, and, and there was a rain delay. Uh, thank God for um, refreshments. <laughs> Otherwise, that game would have been uh, unbearable. Uh, and then headed to Cedar Point uh, to ride uh, a bunch of roller coasters, including Steel Vengeance, three times uh, on Saturday. But my drive was from Traverse City down to Tinley Park, Chicago, to drop the dogs off at my parents' house. And then from, uh, that was Thursday. Friday was uh, Tinley Park to Detroit, which was absolutely brutal between construction and accidents, stalled cars, just, I mean, it was, it was awful. Um, by the time I got to the park, I was like, I need several refreshments to kind of help take the edge off a little bit uh, on that one. And uh, then that night, left uh, Detroit, got to Sandusky. That was a two-hour drive. Um, uh, our fearless pod guest, Harrison Beebe, uh, fortunately, I started going the wrong way out of Detroit. And by the time I got on the right direction, whatever accident it was that had caused uh, Harrison and his group to, be, to move two car lengths in 45 minutes, I was able to avoid that because I got... I headed in the wrong direction first, and he called us. He called us up and said, "Hey, man, whatever you do, get off 75 right now." So I was able to get off that, and uh, we were at the hotel. I think a good uh, 45 minutes or an hour before they got there. So it was nice. It was, it was tough for them, um, and then yeah, and then from Sandusky to Tinley Park to pick up the dogs uh, on that Saturday. Rolled in uh, about 1 a.m., and then yesterday Sunday. Tinley Park, back to Traverse City, rolled that in. Was, so how many miles was that? Oh, uh, man. Track? I, I didn't. I should have. Uh, all I know is that it was a lot. It was a lot of driving. But this was, like, originally, I had originally planned to go um, Traverse City to Tinley Park, and then Tinley Park back to Traverse City, and then uh, down to Detroit, then to Sandusky, and then Sandusky back to Traverse City. And then Traverse City down to Tinley Park again, and then Why back did you up. do that? I don't... Well, that was the original plan, because, <laughs> you know, one of the fun things about doing a, a big group trip like that is, is the car ride. Just being along with the group, yeah. You know, and uh, unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't get that um, for the, uh, for, for the uh, car ride there. Uh, I had to basically just drive by myself and listen to podcasts about movies and pro wrestling, which was fine. But, you know, uh, I, I did miss, because I've been on that trip before, and I did miss kind of being in the car and just hanging out with everyone. Um, but it was still a good time, and uh, thanks again for, for taking the reins for a couple of days. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. You took the weekend before, which is what we refer to as Hell Weekend. Yes. Yes, and <laughs> I wasn't sure I was going to be able to see straight after that Saturday, man. I mean, that was unreal. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of times we have two people working that weekend, but since we were short-staffed, it wasn't really as feasible as right normal. And, I mean, I, I was, that Saturday of stacked state track and field finals, um, there was regional golf, I think, baseball and softball. And, um, and tennis finals? Ten, oh, tennis finals, yeah. the second day of tennis finals. And there was, I mean, there was so much. Uh, I think there was a little bit of soccer. And I remember I was up at like 11 a.m. and I was in my I was in the chair working from 11 a.m. 
until uh, I think I got the last bit of copying at like 9.55 p.m. That was, and I mean, uh, there were so many times like uh, my vision just went blurred and I felt like I was cross-eyed. But, I mean, you had a similar experience uh, on Saturday as well trying to put together everything you did. Yeah, well, I mean, we had yeah we had softball roundup, baseball roundup, uh, golf state finals, second day of the golf state finals, and then I was at the the uh, Gaylord softball regional, which they won their first game and then lost in their second game by one run, and uh, so yeah, so I had to throw together those four stories between like six and nine o'clock. I think I followed the last one at nine o'clock and then just texted Brian and was like, "I'm driving back. Just let me know when pages are ready and I'll pull off." Yeah, and then I pulled off in Kingsley when he told me the pages were ready, and uh, I just pull into this random parking lot, and I'm sitting there looking at pages, and then I see red and blue, <laughs> and but it was just going down the road oh, to pull okay. over somebody else who okay. was speeding or something like that. I was, I was like, just, hey man, I know exactly. <laughs> I that happened to me during basketball season. <laughs> It'll be, I, I think, this stretch is what allows us and and gives us the the flexibility to take it easy during the summer. Yeah, you in know? comparison. Because yeah. I know that you probably end up working hours that you don't necessarily get paid for and I know that I'm certainly working more hours than I think the, I had, the salary. I think I, I think I had exactly 11 hours Saturday. And to the minute, like from when I clocked in to clocked out, it was exactly 11 hours. Yeah. So uh, we will have, uh, with things wrapping up, we'll have uh, our all-region team starting to kick out here, uh, possibly on Sunday. We're not, I'm not sure if that's going to be the, the plan yet, but uh, it's possible that uh, boys golf all-region could be out this Sunday. We'll, I'm not promising anything, but that's <laughs> what I'm going to shoot for. Uh, and uh, Under promise, over-deliver. That's what I should do. I shouldn't have even brought it up then people are going to be disappointed. Uh, but, yeah, we'll start rolling those out. And, of course, um, uh, at the end of the summer, uh, we will uh, reveal our male and female athletes of the year uh, as we go into um, uh, the 2022-2023 sports season, which seems crazy. We're already getting there to 2023. You're going to be – you're pushing 50. I'm closing in on 40. So that's – that's something else. But, uh, yeah, great show. Like I said, uh, why don't we go ahead and get into interview one, and that is with Kalkaska softball players Mia Miller and Lauren Judd. They helped the Blazers, and not the Lady Blazers or the Blue Blazers, just the Blazers, help them to uh, a regional title, the first in the program's history, which I was shocked by, and you'll hear on the on the uh, on this interview that I it was pretty shocking and even to them they were surprised um, but yeah here it is Kalkaska's Mia Miller and Lauren Judd Okay, it is our pleasure right now to welcome in two Kalkaska Blazers into the Get Around Podcast studio. We have Mia Miller and Lauren Judd here. Thank you both for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. And our sincere apologies to the Kalkaska audience out there since we're not sure. We haven't gone back and looked at all 200 and this is episode 220. 
So, but I think the only other Kalkaska figure that we've had on here was then Kalkaska athletic director Justin Thorrington, who is now the athletic director at Traverse City Central. Yeah, and he was on when he was the AD at Kalkaska. So sorry, Kalkaska like, listeners. To come on. <laughs> we we apologize to the Kalkaska listeners out there. Probably not many since we haven't had any Kalkaska kids on here and. But we we're sorry to them. So, but congratulations, <laughs> first regional title uh, in program history. We were just talking off air. I found that surprising. I was going back I, I, on the MHSAA website looking for when the last time, and I couldn't find it. And eventually, I was just like, "Well, I'll leave that out of my story," because I had just assumed that the program under uh, Rick is it Ponstein or Ponstein? Ponstein. Ponstein. Okay, so I was wrong this time. <laughs> so you thought it was Maya, and I thought it was Ponstein. So okay, so uh, under uh, under Coach Ponstein hadn't I was surprised that it hadn't happened. Uh, were the two of you surprised that no regional had had, had come to Kalkaska before? Uh, yes, I was really surprised because uh, Coach Ponstein has had like a lot of really amazing teams, and in the beginning of our season we struggled, but we've worked really hard to get to this point. Yeah, he. It's, like, crazy thinking back, like, about people, like, we looked up to, like, our entire, like, career from when we were, like, in Little League to travel, like, looking at all those girls, and, like, they never did it, and they came so close, and it's just crazy that we were, like, the first ones, and, like, those were girls, like, we looked up to for so long, and they're amazing players, so it's crazy that it never happened before this year. Lauren, you talked about the the team struggling early on. Uh, I, you know... Covering the team, looking at Game Changer and the stats coming in and the results of the games and, and things like that, I, I noticed the talent was there pretty early in the season, even with the losses. I was like, this is a competitive team doing, putting up numbers, doing, doing good things uh, out on the field. When did it click? Was it, that, was it the game against St. Francis, the win, win against St. Francis, that we went, oh, we are a legitimate team? I think it was the one against St. Francis, and then that really like built our self-esteem. And then we went to districts, and we came in like it was going to be a really good game. And then we ended up uh, mercying Roscommon, which was a really big win for us. And then we beat Tawas, and it just we clicked. We played as a team, and we've struggled to do that all season. And so it feels really good to play as a team. Yeah, we. I think anybody from Kalkaska can agree that we have it out for St. Francis. <laughs> and so going into that game, like, I don't think I've ever wanted to win a game more. Like, just, like, so much history there. And so I think, like, we came in with a different energy and a different fire under us to win that game. Did it feel like a playoff atmosphere? Yeah. Did you feel it, like was it was just, just like, like a postseason, like that kind of release when you, when you won? Yeah. yeah. Big game, and I think... From that point forward, we knew like the type of energy we needed to have to be the best that we can be. Yeah, because James, I remember telling you fairly early on in the season, I was like, Kalkaska's a sleeper. Like they've got a lot of mm -hmm. potential, and uh, to be where the team is at now, how does that feel? It's crazy. It's really crazy because going into my senior year, I didn't think that. I honestly didn't think we would go far because we lost a really, really good group of seniors last year, and we're just like a young team, and so it's crazy to think that we've gone this far and that we've gotten as good as we are. How much do you? How much are you going to hold it over St. Francis that you're still going in the playoffs and they're not? Well, I think the <laughs> happiest thing that <laughs> happened on Saturday, we're sitting watching Gladstone and Boyne City, and 
my friend and I were looking at Game Changer and we saw the 28 and 3 come up and we were like, they lost, no way. And we were like, what? Like, it was crazy. But, you know, they're a very good team too and close game there too, so. Mm. Talk, just describe the rivalry between Kalkaska and St. Francis. I know, like last year, you know, I, I've heard that like Rick doesn't even like going to St. Francis, like doesn't like being in the dugout no, there. No, he yeah. doesn't. <laughs> We he got <laughs> our first game. Our first game last year, he got ejected because I don't. Yeah, he got ejected, <laughs> and we ended up winning that game, and it was their first loss of the season. And then the second game got postponed because it was getting it was dark, and so we couldn't see anymore. So we were down a couple runs, and we had to go in at the top of the fifth inning, like, and finish the game, and just finish the six innings, and. That's obviously really hard. You're like down a couple rounds. You get to bat twice, and that's it. But they said something at the end of that game. Our motto is, we love this game. That's what we say at the end of mm -hmm. It's game. on the back of our shirts. <coughs> that's what we go by. Like, we're doing it because we love the game. And after they beat us in that game, they went into their huddle, and they said, one, two, three, we love this game. And so that... That was pretty crappy, and so... <laughs> Lit a fire, to say the least, I would say. Yes, yeah. big yeah. time. So we, we have it out for them, and we were ready to play hard and ready for a good competition when we saw them again this year. So mm -hmm. what's the so mindset when you're going into games uh, against them compared to other teams or now compared to, to the postseason? I think we just, like... We want them to know that they are not the only good program and that we have a history and a very long, good program. And, like, we're proud that we have a JV team. We're proud that we have a middle school, like, program. We have so many girls in our program, and we've built it up. And so we just want them – we want to be respected as well and, like, people to know that we're a good team as well. Well, you had to do kind of the same thing in Gladstone – where you had a game, I mean, you got to, what, the fourth inning, I think, and then you had to finish it the next morning? Yeah. yeah. How, how difficult was that, being you had to wait a whole day? It was really stressful because um, they were a really good team. They have really good coaches, and they're just put together as a good team. And we had to come in fighting. I mean, we were all, like, tired in the morning, but we had to work really hard to get to the point. And without Mia there, I don't know what it would have looked like. Yeah, Mia, take me through hitting that home run. Well, it was really weird because I will be the first to say it. I was hitting pretty bad. Like, all, like I just wasn't, like, I was focused on the circle, and that's, like, really where I was shining through, like, the Nagani game and everything like that. And I, like, remember, like, JC was up to bat before me, and I was like, this is, like, nobody's going to score. Like, their defense is so tight. Like, even if we get on base, like, there's no way anybody scores. Like, somebody has to hit a bomb. And so JC is an amazing hitter, junior, before me, and she pops out to second base, and I'm like, okay, well, all right, I'll go. And I wasn't even thinking about it, and I crowded the plate because she was pitching us so far outside, and she, and I got as close as possible, and so that pitch ended up being more inside for me, and so I just swung, and, like, that was the first home run I've hit that, like, I knew, like, as soon as the ball hit my bat, like, I was like, yes, like... <laughs> It was it was super cool. So it, no bat flip or no big just, celebration or anything tears. like that. I was crying. Really? <laughs> yeah. When you were running the bases, what was were you? Yes. 
Rick was crying, I was crying, my teammates were crying. It was a super cool moment. Yeah. Yes. What is that, going through such an emotional experience like that, with a team in, in such an important venue, what does that feel like? And when you look back on this 10, 15, 20 years down the line, what are you going to remember? It's n it's a day like I'll never forget. It was it was either going to be like the end of my softball career or it was going to be the first time that we ever won regionals. And so it was like a really, really stressful situation, but it was just amazing. Like we all came together and we knew we could do it. And I don't know, it was just such a cool day. Lauren, what was it like getting the going in and getting the, the regional trophy on the um, field? It was actually amazing, really good feeling, um, just to know that no one else in our program has never done that. And it just m puts in mind that we can keep going and that tomorrow may be our last game or it might not be. And just to say that no one has done this is amazing. And, like, our community has our back, and it's just all about mindset. Like, if you have a good mindset, you'll go far, and if you want to work hard, you have to put your blood, sweat, and tears into it. What has the community response been like? Um, they're very supportive. We have a really good crowd. They all love to come watch. We actually had a big crowd come up and watch us over the weekend, which was really surprising because it's a four-and-a-half-hour drive, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we had a lot of people there on Saturday, but not so many Sunday because, you know, we had to, they had to go home. And yeah. Yeah, but we still had our parents are amazing, and they're going to have our backs, and they're cheering like crazy, and yeah. Was it difficult <coughs> sleeping Saturday night? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was very – it was almost like – it was just like I had a pit in my stomach because the last time, like, something happened like that to us was against St. Francis, and, like – that obviously didn't end very well, and so just, like, going, like, halfway through a game and having to finish it was just, it was different this time because it was it was a 0-0 game. Like, it was, like, the beginning of the game, and so it was a little bit better, but it was regional, so it's really nerve-wracking. So did you guys do the dance after the game? Yes, yes we did the, the bangra. The bangra? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember reading that in uh, your story about Rick. The pond science story, yeah. Yes. What, so what exactly is the dance? You don't have to do it, but just just just, just describe so what the dance is. If we were doing is. video, like if we were live streaming this, we would make you do the dance. <laughs> but since this is just audio, you're fine. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah. So coach found this guy. Where does he live? Like in the mountains somewhere. I, I don't he know. Lives like in Colorado or something. Yeah, but he just his name is Gurdeep, and he his motto is like hope, joy, and positivity, and so he does this dance, and so the Bangra, and so we just love the hope, joy, and positivity, and so last year we, he sent us the video of this guy doing the dance, so we all learned the dance, and we just decided, like, when we win a game, like, we're going to do the dance, like, when we win a big game, so we started the win-dance-repeat cycle, and so after any big game, we do the Bangra. Other teams have to hate that. Yeah, they, I think they just think, think it. I think they're yeah. just confused. And, you, and you probably just got to. It's a really <laughs> weird dance. I would imagine you just got to love it. Like, you just got to be like, let's let's celebrate. Yeah, yesterday <laughs> we put the regional trophy in the middle, and we made a big circle around it, and we did the dance. It was awesome. See, 15, 20 years down the line, you'll remember that. Yes. Hopefully in 15, 20 years, you'll mem still remember how to do the bangra. I will. <laughs> so. Yeah, I definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> so why does one of your teammates have the nickname Prison Miggy? Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so London is a freshman, and we started out with a really good junior catcher, and she ended up hurting her thumb while catching me. And so coach had to look to the JV because we didn't have anybody else, and London caught his eye. She's amazing. Really good. And she's something else. She is so funny. She's the, she is, you, you will never meet anybody like her, but she is obsessed with the office. And she, her phone case has prison oh mic on it. And her, <laughs> that's fantastic. And her favorite um, baseball player is Miguel Cabrera, so we called her Maggie. And then one day, or one game, she was catching and her hair was getting under her eyes, like under the helmet. And she couldn't see. And so the next day, CP gave her a skull cap, like a blue skull cap, and she was wearing it around. And she looked like Prison Mike. So we started calling her Prison Mickey. You've got to get her a purple bandana. Like, how has that not <laughs> happened yet? Yeah. She's, yeah. So she's Prison Mickey. And she's the one whose walk-up song is the Peacemaker Yeah. Yes. Which is an awesome song if you haven't heard it. Have you watched that show? I haven't. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I should. She's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what are some of the other fun nicknames on the team? Hmm. What are your guys' <laughs> nicknames? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really. I don't feel like I really have a nickname. Mundy. Oh, L- London calls me Mundy, and I call her Lundy. <laughs> we've we've like got a pretty special bond now. It's kind of cool because mm-hmm. CP always says like catchers have to be like the therapist for their pitchers because like. They're head cases. Mm-hmm. Pictures are always head cases. You and consider I am, yourself a head yes, case? I'm emotional <laughs> and I get stressed and I'm always like, I'm nervous all the time. But it was kind of cool for me getting to be that for London because she's just a freshman and I have a lot more experience than her. And so being able to bond with her and help her out and keep her calm has been like a really cool situation. And so we've grown really close from that. I haven't been able to see you pitch. What is your what's your style uh, on the in the circle? Are you aggressive? Uh, are you calm and under control? Or should I ask your teammate and see what she says? She might have a better <laughs> idea. You might have a better idea. I think she's calm. I mean, yeah. she doesn't really show like if she has like a bad pitch or something. She doesn't let it affect her. Um, and she knows we have her back as a defense. And so I think she does really good behind the mound. And she just works hard. Like you would uh, you attack hitters, I would imagine. Not physically, <laughs> but with your pitches. Yeah, I try to get I try to get up in the count, and CP always says walks kill you. So I've, that's something I really try to stay away from. Not pitching anything right down the middle, but trying to paint my corners really well. Yeah. Mm. So I just try to get on top. I would say. I heard you tried your hand at umpiring one time, and then we'll never do it again. No, I will not. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> it was for eight-year-old little girls, and <laughs> I had the Mancelona coach yelling at me until I cried behind the plate, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, they're eight. Like, this is still, like, ball four coach comes in and throws to you. Like, it was crazy. No, I will never do that again. <laughs> I had a very similar experience when I was a teenager, and I, I umpired for the first time. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but it was my first time, and I had gone through a little bit of training, but not much because it's, you know, you're calling balls and strikes. It's, you know, little league, so it's not really that big of a deal. And uh, one kid connects, and I was like, I was watching the ball because I was like, that's a great hit. 
<laughs> and <laughs> and it landed, and there wasn't. It, it was on a field where the the foul line wasn't drawn all the way out. And uh, I just remember at one point someone says fair or foul, and I go, uh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had one coach starting to yell at me, and the other coach uh, or the other team, you know, cheering. And that was my only experience with umpiring as well. Yeah, as well. it's I went, not worth I went, the twenty-five dollars. Yeah, no, I was like, it's definitely <laughs> not. Like, that's it's it. It's horrible. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Brock told me to ask you about that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. He asked for a shout out on the podcast. So. Yeah, he said he's never been on the podcast. I know. Before. I don't know. I don't know why we never had him on the podcast. Who's that? Brock Broderick. Oh, okay. Yeah, we never. He's a good interview know. too. Yeah. Yeah, he's a talker. <laughs> he can talk. Yeah. We didn't get the chance to. I mean, I know we yeah. wanted to during basketball season, and we didn't get the chance to there. Like, if they would have won one or two more games, I think, during playoffs, I think they would have been. he would have been a prime candidate. We try to spread the wealth, and mm -hmm. we yeah. haven't obviously spread it to Kalkaska mm -hmm. until today. <laughs> but anything else? Um, oh, he gave me a whole list of stuff to ask about, but I don't, I'm not going <laughs> to... Any any particular ones you got in there that you want to? The ump one was the one. Oh, that, that one that I thought was good. Okay. Yeah, I just he just said like listed a whole bunch of things that you, that you like that you liked and stuff like that. So he did talk about oh, the one time when you guys both hit home runs on fields that were right next to each other. Yes, we did. It was his district game against Kalkaska, and I think we were playing Manton, and I hit one out at left field. And then our game was over, and I, like, walked over there really quick before our second game started, and he was up to bat right when I walked over, and he hit one out, too. It was super cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's destiny, right? It's destiny, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys have the, the uh, state quarters on Tuesday. How are you feeling going into that, and uh, what's kind of the – uh, do you have that pit in your stomach yes. again, thinking about it? I'm yeah. excited. I'm, a, I'm really excited. Uh, I know my team can do it. We just got to work hard and keep our heads up and can't uh, turn one mistake into two. And Everett will be a good team. Uh, we've heard some stuff about them, so we're ready. But I just think we have to work hard, and we'll get there. Well, hopefully this is Kalkaska's season, and hopefully this team continues to, to keep um, – Wow, I even I wasn't even gonna try, but I was gonna say blazing through the postseason. But and my, then I went, oh, that is way too bad of a pun since you guys are the Blazers. <laughs> so, uh, and then you have a Blazer mascot in the dugout, right? Yes, statue yes. Blazer. He's the he dragon. Yes, the dragon. Oh, okay. We have a statue. We take Blazer with us to all our games and put him in the dugout. When did you guys stop becoming? When did when did you stop being the Blue Blazers? Because wasn't weren't weren't they the blue blazers for I think a while? Technically, it is, but it's like nobody uses the blue part. Yeah. I think oh. we're just the blazers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and we just like the blazers. We don't love lady blazers. We're just the blazers. Yeah, we don't. We that's something we don't do. It. I try not to do that. No, I just I never do that. Just the, the blazers. Yeah, just yeah. The unless blazers. a team like insists. Because I don't call them the the boy blazers. Yeah. Yeah. So I why, why am I going to refer to you or the guy? And sometimes we refer to our statue. We I think. I think CP says that Blazer's a girl, so uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's a mythical creature, so yeah, could sure. be anything. Yeah, why not? <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, we will end the interview. Uh, if you guys are up for it, a uh, little game of heads up, 
and then we'll get you out of here and you can I'm sure you've got practice today yes yes what's that are you guys just gonna keep everything the same and try to I think relax? we'll probably work on specific things knowing yes. what we know about ever and yeah we'll probably yeah. just work on our hitting a lot I'm guessing yeah, yeah. And, and, and they're the team that beat they beat the team that beat St. Francis yes so yeah. Yeah, that, that says something. That they, have, they have a really good record, I think, too. Yeah. 30 and 5. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, it's 30 and 5. Yeah. And we were nervous <coughs> about that going into Gladstone as well because Gladstone handed St. Francis their first loss this season. But we gave them their second. So, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's play uh, a little bit of heads up, and then we'll get out of here. James, uh, category that you want to do this week. We were actually playing this in line. <coughs> I went to uh, Cedar Point over the weekend. And waiting in the long lines for the all the <laughs> roller coasters, uh, my friends and I we were playing heads up a lot uh, during that. So, uh, and which was interesting, we were waiting in line. Have either of you two been to Cedar Point yes. before? Yes, no, I okay. have. Okay, so I think we were waiting in line for. I think we were going on Maverick for the like the third time, and the first clue was uh, roller coaster, which was really weird. W- waiting in line for a roller coaster, I thought it was. Uh, Worked out perfectly well. You want to do, um, you weird. know, we've never done animals. One of the times when we, I think we had the girls from St. Francis on, like one of the oh, yeah, things that came up was Gladiator. Yeah, since they were the, the like gladiators. They, they did like the job titles. Right. Gladiator thing definitely isn't, occupations. isn't it. <laughs> and it's not a job. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it would be in Roman times. All right, you want to do animals? Everyone, the they usually, like the athletes usually do animals gone wild. You want to do animals? Okay. Yeah. You you, you can pick, choose you your can own pick category. Whatever category you want. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to do the same that we do. But we've never we've never done animals. So let's let's do that one. I want to thank you. This could be bad. It's animals, man. We know animals. I think. All right. Probably get like platypus. Just say a mammal that lays eggs. Uh, makes webs. Spider? Yep. Um, this uh, lives on the bottom of the ocean in like little kind of caves, comes out uh, long and... Eel? Yeah. <laughs> uh, these make honey. Bees? Yep. Um, related to a dog. Uh, a wolf? Coyote? Yes. Uh, these lay eggs. They shoot you for breakfast. Chickens? Yeah. <laughs> I said that. Yeah, this one does uh, car commercials, or car insurance commercials. Uh, a gecko? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it stopped because you had a little battery. Aww. You guys are really good. <laughs> 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 you know better than what I'd do. Oh, so we got to start over again. Because I screwed it up because we went to a low battery. Uh, All right. Plug in. Yeah, I probably should plug in. That's a good idea. Sorry, ladies. You're fine. <laughs> Lady, lady blazers. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's try this again. Take number two. We were doing so well, and now it doesn't even now count. We're, now we're going to blow it. Screwed that up. All right. Take two. Uh, Mickey. Mouse. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> uh, the movie, there was a movie called The Blank King. The Lion King. Set in Egypt. Oh. 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 
Uh, this one uh, hits his head on trees hits to get food. Head. Hits the bill. Oh, a woodpecker? Yes. Okay, so i got to go up since... Oh. You already did two, but okay. Uh, this is a baby cat. I'm, I'm messing this up. A kitten. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a specific type of spider that has... A black widow? Uh, no, it has very thin appendages. A daddy long legs? Yes. <laughs> this one thin stinks. appendages. A skunk. Yeah. I couldn't say long. Um, this, uh... Oh, jeez. Uh, there's a movie called Black... Panther? No. Widow? Like a like a duck, or lives on the water. Swan. Yes. <laughs> uh, you get these in uh, hotels. Bed bugs. Oh, that was <laughs> good. I'm gonna give us that one. Can I give us bed bugs? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see how we did here. Scorpion. The okay. Scorpion King. Sorry, guy. Yeah. That I I just assumed. <clears throat> so we got Lion we got King was seven. A, Lion King was a legit answer for that. All right. So we got seven on that one. I'm good. All right, let's roll. Uh, it is a type of... Um, nope, skip this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, skip this one, too. Uh, not an ape, but a... Gorilla? Yep. Monkey? Yep. Uh, I have another name for a panther uh, or a jaguar. It's a, a spotted... Uh, tiger? No. Tiger? Um, <laughs> no. Yep, leopard. There we go. Uh... Cusco from Emperor's New Groove is this type of animal. Okay, skip it then. <laughs> uh, it's a type of uh, drink. They not a cricket, but a. Oh. Um, they jump yeah, through. Grasshopper. There we go. Uh, not a turtle. Another name for a turtle. Tortoise. Yep. Uh, Sonic the. Hedgehog. Yep. Uh, not a crab, but a. Crayfish. No. Nope. Uh, uh, lobster? Yep. Let's get one more. Uh, not a Mila, but a... Centipede? Yep. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> Came back on that one, did pretty well. Let's see. Yeah, the first one was black bear and then grizzly bear, and I'm like, how do I say this without saying bear? <laughs> All right, so we got, we got 14. Total. Oh. We got 14 total. Oh, 14 boy. total, not 14 on that round. 14 total between so okay. 8 and 7. You combine somehow for that to get 15, and you will win. And you win. Uh, so we've got, you can't do Act It Out. You can do Animals Gone Wild again you if, you want, if you, if you want to do that. Yeah. Blockbuster like movies. Animals. animals. Hey, you're going with animals. Yes. <laughs> okay. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to like help you guess it? Yeah. So do I go? I go down for like. If it's to get correct, right, yes. you go down. You go okay. up to pass. To pass. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Let's see. Before you leave, sign the. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, we keep okay. forgetting to have. Let's see, it should it should should stretch. Can it flip this way? Is it upside down? You gotta it's flip the. Oh no. Oh wait. Hold on. Oh wait. Plug it in. Um, dogs eat them. It's like a bird, but not a bird. What? Yeah, this is Rocky. Um, so like Rocky a chipmunk, the but it's not. It's a related to a chipmunk, a but they're bigger. Yeah, yeah. but we'll they're like that. a bird. We'll give it to okay. you. Okay. They're a dinosaur, and they have little legs, like big legs, but little legs right here. Like a T-Rex. Yes. Um, they're very slow. It's like a, a sloth. No, it's like a um. 
It's like this. They have a shell. And a shell. A turtle. No, we There's made a, they, we they, made them in art when we were little. They're slimy. Yeah, and a they, snail. Yes. Yeah. Um, they're black and white and they're big. It's a bear, but panda bear. Yes. Um, we just said it, but it's, instead of flying, it's a... Just a squirrel? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you use them for fishing. A worm? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Owl? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you shoot them. Bears. No. Yeah. Oh. oh, so close. <laughs> I was ready what to do that one. I don't know. Oh, that's weird. Eight to win. Oh, how do you, oh, swipe so up swipe up to play again. Oh Eight my. to win. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Pressure is on. Um, your mom likes to eat them in tacos. She ate it at the restaurant we were just at. Shrimp. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> A type of snake. Rattlesnake. No pass. I don't know oh. what to say. Um. It's a fish that eats things. Piranha. It's like a big, big, um, like they attack people. Shark. Take it. Good. Okay. <laughs> um, they like scream like they're like in Africa Hawks. and they're oh. like dogs and they're like. Hyena. Yes. <laughs> nice. Um, they're like flat in the water and they can like kill you if they get you like. Stingray? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> nice. Um, they're really fast. Cheetah. Yeah. Um, they release these, like, when people get married type of bird. Dove. Oh, my goodness. Um, they make noises in the dark like they're bugs. Not a grasshopper, but a... Oh, I didn't know it. <laughs> that was cricket. Oh. Oh, here we go. Which is weird because we had grasshopper. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, oh, my God. God. Six, we take it by one. Thanks. You can unplug it. <laughs> it was close. Thank I, that was the But you won the regional game, so that was what counts. Yeah. That yeah. was the <laughs> Yes. I would imagine you'd rather win tomorrow than you would today here in yeah. the yes. studio. Okay. Yeah. Well so then fingers crossed for a win tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Thank you both so much for being here. Really, really appreciate it and good luck in the state quarters. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Thank you again, Mia and Lauren. Really appreciated uh, you being in here, uh, and hopefully things went well uh, at practice uh, after the interview. And uh, we'll see how things go on Tuesday. Kalkaska plays Everett at 1:30 p.m. in Cadillac, which is different. They are. It was originally slated to be played at Ed White Field in Petoskey, but that has uh, that has been changed. They'll be playing Everett at 1:30 in Cadillac, and then. Uh, Onekama is going to be in Cadillac as well. Yeah, doubleheader with our other guests. And they'll be uh, playing uh, the Portagers, uh, have Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart at 5 o'clock in Cadillac. And so that perfectly segues into our second interview. And so why don't we go ahead and get into that. Uh, Onekama's Sophie Wisniski and Kaylin Sam, they of course helped the Portagers to also their program's first regional title uh, in school history. So let's listen to that right now. <laughs> 
All right, it is our pleasure to welcome in two Onakama Portagers regional champion. How yeah. does that feel? Uh, we have Sophie Wisniewski and Kaylin Sam. It's It's got to be amazing doing that for the first time in program history. Yeah, it was just like from the very beginning, from our first day of practice, that was our goal. So when we did not take our minds off of it the entire season. That's what we were working towards is not even just districts. We knew what this team was um, capable of. So we were really set that regional goal and even now farther. So it was to accomplish it. It was bittersweet, but at the same time, I think expected because we knew exactly like what we could do. Yeah, I think it was awesome because we really went like, we came full circle because our freshman year we made it to regionals and we unfortunately lost to Holton. Mm -hmm. But now to come back our senior year and win regionals on Holton's field again, like, play on their field again, I think that was just, like, the best part. Yeah. So James described uh, Saturday to me as a bloodbath for our area teams that were just getting knocked out left and right. How does it mm -hmm. feel that uh, Onekama is one of the final two of our in our coverage area uh, one of the final two teams standing uh, in, in softball. Out of a lot. I mean, including baseball and softball. We have mm -hmm. like 40 schools in both. And there's only two. Yeah, teams. I think it's absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, little Onekama, you don't really expect. You're, we're an underdog. Like, you never expect mm -hmm. us to make it anywhere. Mm -hmm. And just to be in this position, it's really awesome. Yeah, and I have to keep telling myself, like, we're only out of eight teams in Division Four that are still playing. Like, even today at practice, I'm just like, we are so lucky to be here. Like, for regionals, I was like, we are so lucky to just have this opportunity because I know that we are one of few. Like, all of her travel softball teammates, they're done. Yeah. Like, they're, and we're just blessed to still be playing. And you're going to be part of a doubleheader in Cadillac as well. Like, um, Cal Casca is actually playing before yeah. you guys. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's kind of cool that the two teams that are – left from this area are both playing at the same place, same day and everything. Um, but just talk about what it's like to to make that kind of history at, at a school like Onekama, to be the first one to be able to put mm -hmm. a, a number up there on the banner under regional champions. Mm -hmm. um, I think, honestly, regionals, it didn't really set in. I don't even know if it's still if it's set in because everything, it was just expected but not at the same time. It just... But we were the first team our freshman year to win a district for softball. It was our freshman year. So senior year to come back and get a regional, it, once again, it's just all coming full circle, and we just worked hard for it. So I think it's deserved. I definitely think it's deserved. Oh, I think it's well-deserved because we've reached regional regionals maybe three times in our whole career in high school, and to be to be able to win finally and take that title, um, it's just awesome. And finally to put that number on the banner, like you said, is just incredible. And plus you're basically playing for two since Onekama doesn't have uh, a baseball team. Yes, yes we are. You've, you've, you know, you're bringing in uh, a lot of fans. Uh, so if you had mentioned, uh, or maybe both of you had mentioned about the uh, travel teammates uh, being – uh, out of the uh, postseason at this time, softball to me feels like it's such um, such a community 
like across all teams and of course there's competition i'm sure there are players you like and don't like and uh, everything <laughs> in between and outside of that but can you talk a little bit about that community it just it seems like there's such a, a respect and love for the game that brings so many people together yeah so i have plenty of teammates from many teams that we've actually played this year and it was actually quite um nice to be playing them you know you kind of become enemies and for a little bit during the games, but at the end, it's just great to finally see your friends that you don't normally see in the uh, regular season. And to have my coach is actually coming down to our quarterfinal game tomorrow, so that's really exciting. You know, a lot of my travel teammates, they're all done. Last year, I was the very first person out, <laughs> and now I'm the only person left in, so that's an accomplishment in itself. And I kind of was bragging to him, and I just kind of made fun of him for it. But, yeah, they're so they're so happy for me. They were all congratulating me the other day, and I'm just happy to be in that community because it's just so big and so nice. What is it about the game that develops that kind of community? Um, I think it's just because, like, softball's unlike any other sport. Like, it's just a whole different atmosphere, and it's not, like, how basketball can rely on, like, two people. Like, softball, you really have to, like, everybody has to be on their game. Everybody has to bring whatever they can to the table um, that each individual game. So I think just being able to have each person bring that to the table it just grows your community because oh i want to go watch that person oh no i want to go watch that person no like our team is we want to watch their team mm -hmm. because it's not just like oh she's a star she's a star like we're all coming together this year stronger than i've ever seen before mm -hmm. and it's just awesome uh to see my teammates shine like that yeah i mean especially in division four uh, to be able to have a team where you get production from all over um you don't necessarily always see that just because it's smaller schools and, and mm -hmm, schools yeah. athletes but i mean you have what f you have five five players who have 24 or more rbis and that and then on top of that you have uh haley who scored 43 because she hits lead off uh, yeah yes, she's my little sister <laughs> yeah yeah just just talk <laughs> about that the team and the depth and and what's it enabled you to get this far it's actually um it's just, like, the entire team cares is the biggest thing. Like, we all take it very, very seriously. All of our practices, I was, I don't think one time ever did anybody say, I don't want to be here. Like, all season long, I don't think out of all 12, 13, however many there are, not one time did anybody, like, not want to be there. We all wanted to be there the entire time from when we started to, in the gym in March to even now, like, nobody is ready to be done and we all put in the work, even the after hours. We're all very tight knit. We go to um, we go out to eat together after every game. Like after the districts, we went out to eat regionals. Like even every home game, we were going out. So like we just are very. We all are on set on one goal, and nobody is like ruining that. We don't have like a bad apple. <laughs> like we're all determined together. So does that camaraderie, that that sisterhood, do you think that makes a? a a big difference on the field for sure I definitely Sophie and I have like a different just bond but like through everybody it's yeah we all have each other's backs 
through whatever. Like, sometimes, of course, we'll snap at each other a little bit, but then not even an inning later, it's, I'm sorry, my bad, like that. And we're very, very quick to say, like, that's my fault. That's, like, everybody on the team is very quick to say that, and I think that helps, too. Our bond, all of our bonds are just, and I think that comes from the small school setting. Is that a product of coaching, like owning your that responsibility? Uh, or is oh, that yeah, that was, a big, that was a big thing in basketball. Like, you had to own your responsibility. Like, you know, one of our favorite things our coach said was, you can say sorry later. Like, if you snap at a person, like, just forget it. Under Like, as that person who got snapped at, understand they're in a pre- stressful situation ignore it they'll say sorry later if not just don't worry about it like it's in the stressful game you're under a lot of pressure like we definitely brought that from basketball to softball I know I do it every single time I miss a pitch I my bad Kalen I always tell her that's my fault I throw it over your head my bad Mm -hmm. and so it's just owning up to it has really been a number one priority of mine this year uh and I try and spread that and influence the team to do that as well. And just, you know, you can say sorry later. Like, yeah. What makes the pitcher-catcher relationship different than other relationships on the team? Oh, my gosh. That's a hard one. I think, one, uh, we spent a lot of – Sophie and I, like, a lot of time in the off season pitching, like, every Sunday in the gym. We spent a lot of time – growing up like from sixth grade we're with our coach Rob in the gym just and so it definitely built because it's been so many years but it's also just I know her I I would like to say that I know her better than any like I just know what she's thinking the minute that she especially on the field I know the minute she's off the minute she's on and so I think that definitely helps Mm -hmm. and I like I think it's just because we're a part of every play, Sophie and I, every single play, it's involved with us. So I think that just also brings in a different bond. Yeah, I, yeah, I was just going to say we spend a lot of time together. Yeah, a lot <laughs> every, of single, time. every single practice, we go to our little corner, we do our little pitching routine, mm-hmm. and that's basically it. We hit together, we share the same bat. Like yeah, we share the same we share everything. We've been throwing partners ever since I can remember. Yep, and yeah. So, so what's the biggest inside joke this season between the two of you, or on the team? Ooh, if, that's there are, if there are any that you're willing to reveal to uh, the podcast, yeah. the listening community. I don't think we have any. Do we? Just Paul. Oh yeah, we make fun of my pitching coach a lot. Okay. Yeah, it's kind fun of, of a, all. He's an odd if duck. If he listens to us, you're an odd duck. But he knows it, so it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's he probably takes it. that's probably it. Or like sometimes if there's batters that do some weird stuff, yeah. we'll just look at each other and laugh. Like we just know. Mm-hmm. Or our parents on the sidelines because we can hear everything they say. Oh, especially yeah. I can because I'm right next to them when they sit down. So we'll just look at each other and laugh because they say some weird things sometimes. <laughs> what are some good examples of that that are that are uh, safe to say? Yeah, PG. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think there's many. Um, yeah, there's not, not many that are PG. No, not many. <laughs> yeah, but they like fun of a lot of batters, which is not helpful. No, but it's not. Um, like Sophie had the game of her life at regionals. Like I've never seen her play like that. 
And the very first person, every single time she did anything, was her dad yelling at the top of his lungs, flexing on the crowd about (laughs) Sophie. Like, as he should, because she had the game of her life. But that was funny. He was like, anytime you get a hit, I want you to act like those college players. Like, when they get on the base, they go crazy. And I never did. (laughs) I think when I got my home run that game, I threw my arms up. And he was was satisfied when I did that. Well, we did just uh, in the other portion of the podcast that we uh, recorded, uh, we, we did induct you into the Get Around Hall of Fame, which is our athlete of the week. So, congratulations on on that as well, uh, Sophie, for your performance. Oh, thank you. Yeah, on uh, two home I was like, which one? Yeah, sorry, I was like, I'm, I was looking at you on the phone, but you can't tell because <laughs> you're not in the room with us. So, um, yeah, so you actually passed Kalen for the home run lead with those two home runs, right? Do you guys keep track of that stuff? I don't know. She, I think she has one more career home run than me. Okay. And she's got one more yes. for the season this year, too. She's got six yes. out of five. Yes, because she, for the season, I don't even know. I don't look at my stats. Yeah, yeah we don't. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, Sophie has six, and, and Kaylin, you have five home I runs. Home runs for the season. That's what the stats say on, like, Game Changer. Yeah, because yeah, inside the park counts, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I started off hot, and then, <laughs> and then it kind of. <laughs> She's still going. <laughs> yeah. So that so that one bat. What kind of bat is it? Uh, mine's a thirty-three Demarini drop eleven. Okay, so that one bat has hit thirteen home runs of the the her eleven of the team's thirteen home runs. Nice. Yeah, it has. It's a good investment. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh yeah, I love it. From 2019, so it's pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> Seen a lot of action out there. Oh, yeah. So you've got Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart uh, tomorrow. How are you feeling about that? What's going to be that that one thing that pushes Onakama over the edge? In a good way. Um, well, I just know we're kind of going into this blind, just like we kind of did with regionals. Like, we knew nothing about Mesick or Water. Like, we knew about... Petwater's pitcher, who didn't even end up in the finals. Mm-hmm. So I think being able to go in blind again, like we're not expecting to be terrified by this pitcher or they have a strong number three and four batter. Like we're not really worried about every anything, but we know we have to play our best game. Mm-hmm. And I know like I have to count on whoever's behind me and to, you know, catch a pop fly, ground a, few, a ground ball, like, I have to have confidence in my team, and I think that's one thing I'm going in with mm-hmm. uh, most definitely because, you know, it's rocky sometimes. You know, when someone gets hit off me, I don't know if they're going to catch it. Are they going to make a good throw to first? Like, that puts a lot of pressure on me for the rest of the game. That puts a lot of pressure on us, you know. Catch every ball. Don't let any pass balls because that was a lot of pressure in the Frankfurt 13-inning game. Yeah, that was a lot of pressure. So I know I have to just have confidence in myself and my team going in, and I think that will really help us. Mm-hmm. And we've really been stressing, um, especially district week and now going on, the uncontrollables, the things that we can't control. We can't control the ump. We can't control the other team. We can't control the other coaches. So we've really been stressing, like, the only thing you can control is yourself, your body language, how you're acting in the box, what you're swinging at. So I think that mental toughness is a huge stressor because at this point in the season, you're not going to fix your 
you're not going to fix your swing. You're not going to change your throw. Like, everything now is kind of set, and it's all about mental now. Mm -hmm. Do do you pay attention to things like the rankings or anything like that? Because you guys were ranked in the top ten, I believe, for a while, and then for some reason you just dropped out. Yeah, I have no clue. Yeah, I really don't pay attention to anything. I'm really sad about it. No, you, no, just, I'm, you just play play the game. That's I all. I just show up. I don't even have the time. I don't even know what time the games are. I show up to the bus. Someone just hands it. you a jersey, and you're like, "I guess I should yeah. put this on," yeah. and yeah. you just go play. I just show up places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just talk about how uh, I guess emotional it was when Heather Zelinsky caught the last out, given oh given God. what's happened in Onekama. Yeah. That was, do you want to go, yeah, <laughs> I'll cry. Aw, don't look at me because I'll cry. <laughs> but that was, she definitely did that, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> no, she, it was just, like, bittersweet. I couldn't have picked a better person, like, to catch that ball. And when I saw it go up, because, not to call Heather out, but she did miss a very, very big pop-up at the very beginning of the game and, like, let in a lot of runs. And she, like, felt so bad. And she was, I'm so sorry. Like, we are like, it's fine. So when she caught that last out. Oh, yeah. And it was right, her mom was, like, sitting right on the other side of the fence. So it was, like, Heather and her mom, like, right there. And it was just, like, couldn't have done better. Yeah. It was definitely, definitely a electrifying moment, you know, Kayla and I hugged each other, and then we looked back, and we realized everybody was running out to right field. We were like, we got to book it out there, mm-hmm. so we sprinted out there, mm-hmm. and I think it was just, it was the best thing that could have happened to her that day, um, because she was on fire in our district game, you know, she came in um, after, a really, rough, through the, after yeah. a really rough week, and then mm-hmm. she came in again after a really rough week, and I'm just, I'm all around proud of her for mm-hmm. um, still coming in and yeah playing with us you know that's really hard to mm-hmm. go through what she's been through and show up for the team so i'm really proud of her yeah. i think it's fueling us because like over and over every time we're in a team especially before districts like we prayed and we were like this is for the Zelenskis. like that's what we keep moving forward is for the Zelenskis. so i think like to, for her to have that moment was like this is why we're doing it so, yeah. So, explain to our, our listening audience uh, the story behind this, if you could. Mm-hmm. If you can make um, it emotionally, I know it's tough. Yeah, yeah. To the Sunday before districts, there was a tragic accident with Heather's brother, and he unfortunately drowned in the lake. Um, so, as obviously, as a team and as a very tight-knit community, we're very close with Heather, that was just heartbreaking and devastating for everybody. Um, We had to cancel practice on Monday, and on Tuesday we were literally crying when we showed up to the field, like everybody, the entire team, and and we had districts that Friday, so it was very, like, it was such an emotional week, and on Friday, Heather came, sat in the dugout, that was the first time that she had been around the team and sat in the dugout and then right before we played Frankfurt she was like I want to play like I want to be here I want to do this she was like Justin would want me to be here he would want me to play and I had extra socks in my car 
and like everybody was grabbing like yeah. extra things that they had in their car and she threw on a uniform and we won. She almost had a home run that game. Yeah. It barely, barely missed. Uh, but she just came alive. Her back came alive. She, I think she laid down um, a bunt that was really good. And just like even this last week, you know, it was her brother's funeral. It was the viewing. So it was another really hard week on her, on us. We went to it. And so I think to be able to, you know, go back to that tight-knit community and and just be there for her and then her come with us, I think that was just amazing and the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that. I, uh, I really do appreciate mm-hmm. it. And uh, hopefully the Portagers and... Uh, just keep marching on and, and keep going. Mm-hmm. Does somebody on the team have like weird superstitions or? Oh me! Oh, I'm so superstitious. It's there was one time like before probably one of my better games. I had a tropical Red Bull. I will have a tropical Red Bull before every game. I gave Sophie one last game before um, the finals. She had the best game of her life, so now she will also be having tropical also be Red Bull. I have. The same socks, because I was hitting very good at the beginning of the season and then started going through a slump. And it was because I changed my pants, because I got a hole in my So, yeah. change back to the pants. I'm like, my lucky pants, my lucky socks, because I changed socks too. We haven't lost a game since. I've been back on my hitting. Like, I am so superstitious, it's insane. Well, All I- whatever works. Yeah, yeah. All I have to have is my Twizzlers in the dugout. Yeah. That's all I have to have. <laughs> all right. Well, I used to do that when I played softball, like co-ed, like rec league softball. Yeah. Every time yeah. I, would go, I would go to I go to bat with a Twizzler in my mouth. Oh, I love that them. was my I thing. Love, I love them. Like, I don't know what it is about Twizzlers in the dugout, but it just works. Yeah, we have a bunch of candy at eight in the morning and during regionals. We were eating Sour Patch Kids, Starburst. Swedish fish. We were like loading up on candy. At yeah, eight maybe morning. that's our secret. We just sugar. we have yeah, we sugar, have candy and coolers. Yeah, yeah, candy and coolers for the team. Yeah, and that's what we eat in the dugout. No sunflower seeds. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much uh, for joining us. Really appreciate it. Taking time uh, out of your evening to to talk to us. Good luck tomorrow. Uh, thank and, you. Uh, we'll, Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> Thank you again to Sophie and Kaylin for being with us on episode 220 of the Get Around Podcast. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Again, Onekama on Tuesday, they are playing Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart at 5 o'clock in Cadillac. Approximately 5 o'clock, with games being before, you're not sure um, exactly what time. But that, that right now, that's what the uh, MHSAA has slated for first pitch. Uh, so It should be, given that there's three and a half hours in between. I would think that the first game should be done by then, unless there's some other game in between that we don't know about. Right, but I don't think, yeah, I don't think they could, it doesn't make sense if they would do that. But, we'll, you know, like I said, that's uh, that's the plan for right now. And, uh, again, thank you, yeah, Kalkaskas, Mia Miller, Lauren Judd, and Onakama, Sophie Wisniewski, and Kalen Sam. Uh, appreciate you joining us 
on the Get Around Podcast, which is brought to you by Jimmy John's, two locations in Traverse City, Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. All right, Athletes of the Week, we will do that, wrapping the show with just the Athletes of the Week, no Duo Lipa this week, uh, and next week we'll get back to the trifecta, since next week we will be introducing our new sports reporter uh, here at the Record Eagle. Uh, had his first day today, actually, but we'll have him on the podcast next week, uh, introduce him to the northern Michigan sports world. Um, James, I'm going to start us with our Athlete of the Week nomination, given that she was just the guest that we talked to, and that would be Onekama's Sophie Wisniewski uh, helping the Portagers win the program's first regional title uh, in school history. Uh, overall, in the two games on Saturday, she went seven for eight, two homers, a double, drove in seven runs, and then also pitched two complete games while striking out 14. So I, we will say this as well. Um, pretty, good, pretty good day. Uh, Mia Miller already made it into the uh, Hall of Fame uh, this season, uh, and that was I remember she put out just some insane Gaudy numbers, numbers that I was week, week, I was yeah. just blown away by, and I'm like we got to talk about this. Uh, and then we have also put in uh, Elk Rapids soccer player Lauren Bingham, uh, who would have also been considered uh, for athlete of the week nominations uh, this week. But uh, yeah, I'll go with Sophie Wisniewski out of Onekama. I'm going to go with Blake O'Connor from Glen Lake, a uh, junior golfer. Ended up finishing second in the state in Division Four, uh, six shots off of uh, you know, tying and maybe forcing a playoff for the for the championship. But uh, he birdied four of the last six holes in his round. Wow, that's a charge, man. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what hole he started on, so I'll, I'll, I'll preface that. with the, you know, There's a shotgun start. That's so right. he, birded, he birdied four of the last six six holes. You know, from he birdied 13, 14, 17, and 18. <coughs> so, um, and then also had a birdie on number two. That was in round one on Friday. Um, in round two on Saturday, he had four more birdies, um, and only, I think, one of the two of them were on the same holes, but uh, two of them were not. So he also birdied six and eight the second day, um, where he shot a 75. Shot 75 both days. All right. Well, congratulations to Sophie and Blake. You are the latest inductees into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. That will wrap up episode 220 of the Get Around podcast. Uh, thank you again to all of our guests. Uh, greatly appreciated them taking the time out of their day to, uh, to talk with us. Um, James, thanks again for your coverage last week. Uh, absolutely stellar work. And uh, we will be back next week with episode 221 of the Get Around Podcast. Uh, thank you to our Audible viewers as well. I have been Brendan Queeley. That was James Cook. Episode 220 is in the books.